Uh, that's what I get for always laughing like I'm blowing air out of my <laughs> mouth. Well, how else do you laugh? Suck in. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I think that was <laughs> one of the greatest pre-show experiences that I've ever had. I knew I saved that story for a good for a good punchline. Uh, is that the thing you wanted to tell me? No, no, no. That's not the thing I wanted to tell me. That, that, that's not the thing I wanted to tell you. <laughs> that's, uh, that was just something that I was thinking about because of the topic uh, that we were discussing. But that story is not going to make it into the show. Twitter okay. is a strange and disgusting place. The best part about the podcast is when we talk about things that the audience doesn't know about. So they feel like they're a part of our, of our lives. I know. It's, it's great. It's, like, it's, like, it's the same thing that happens in like, uh, soap operas when uh-huh. you talk about the third off-screen person. Oh, it's yeah. like it's it adds a little bit of intrigue and mystery. You Have know? you seen I've never seen a soap opera, so I don't know. I had to watch one for critical television viewing when I was in mm. uh, when I was a freshman and I got hooked. I'm just kidding. Really? But no. <laughs> um no, they're very low production quality. Um, but the way they write is incredibly interesting. They have three teams of writers. Uh-huh. One like one team works on the overarching season, yeah. one works on or one works on the overarching like season, and the seasons are like a couple of months. One works on the like the th- arcs within the season and then mm-hmm. another team writes the day to day. So like they're just pumping out scripts daily and people don't even need to memorize their lines. They just, it's, Read it's them. not, it's nuts. Yeah. Um, but one of the big, one of the big things that the gimmicky cliffhanger and mm-hmm. the, the, un- the, the unseen third is like a, a trope of it. They're always like talking about someone's cousin or someone's wife that's off. That's not on the screen. So yeah. it keeps people interested. Right. And it's they are they are engineered to be incredibly addictive. They're kind of interesting. Oh really? Yeah. Just want to add it to the list. Years. Crunch is going after slot machines, cell phones, and soap operas. The three the, S's. The, <laughs> <laughs> the unholy trinity. <laughs> Get it out of here. But yeah, we. I, I don't know if you saw my post on the Crunch Patreon page. Did you see my post on the Crunch Patreon page? No, I didn't. That's is okay. That on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Ooh, I haven't been on Facebook in like three weeks. That's cool. That's good because it's important for me to be telling you something as opposed to just reporting something. So uh, Buzzsprout <laughs> updated updated their I statistics. I saw the stats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They I sent that great. to you. Yeah. So I mean, I, posted... I also just check the website because it's, it's my podcast too. <laughs> but the, the statistics, they, they updated their statistics to show us like a little graph of mm-hmm. uh, monthly downloads. So it's like so every cool. month. It's really cool. So you can actually like see when people stopped listening to our show like uh-huh. what months <laughs> it was the month that i went to nsc the first time it was whoop, it, it was, was booped it down and up down. which thanks for that one guys like way to look so, out i felt your so boy. bad i was like come on patrick did great yeah, I did, while i, I was did gone. so i did so good i worked so hard um <laughs> no but it, it was cool like the i i and i posted on patreon a list of like stuff that i remember so like what was going on in our lives and what might have attributed to that rise uh-huh um me crashing my car in May 2017, mm-hmm. May 2017, which is like, was a huge spike. Mm-hmm. And then we actually dipped in early 2019. Yeah. And then we went way up. And I wanted to say this, we're at an all-time high. I know. J- January 2020 is our highest month ever. Yeah. We got 15,000 downloads last month, which is- That's crazy. That's incredible. Put a little like yeah. applause right here. Because we always joke about how we don't have any listeners, which is kind of disingenuous because- 
We have some. We have some. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we it's have good. <laughs> it's good. So thank you everyone for mm-hmm. for getting us to fifteen thousand downloads this month. We're almost to half a million total downloads. Isn't yeah, that crazy. Th- that's cool. That's wild. That's cool. Me. And this just means exponential growth, baby. It's all uphill from here. Hopefully, that's hopefully. not exactly. That's not no. usually mm-hmm. what it means. That's not always no, what it means. That's not what it means. This is this is what it needs to happen now. We gotta have a final push. We gotta keep pushing. We oh. gotta keep trekking. Gosh, this is we're in the third trimester of the podcast, baby. Keep, keep <laughs> it does. It does give me a little bit of like a little bit of hope because, you know, when you don't have like actual numbers, your perception of how the podcast is going is like tainted. Right. Because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we haven't gotten feedback from the audience in a while, which probably means tainted no one's listening. love. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. <laughs> you, you're like, oh, I haven't heard from the audience in a while, which probably means nobody's listening. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But when you actually see the you general see the rise, numbers. the numbers yeah. don't lie. When you get numbers Kurt Angle in the mix, I don't understand that reference. Have you seen that video? <laughs> no. It's like a it's like some wrestling dude going off on like WWE something or other, which reminds me of the story. But he's like talking about he's like his thirty three percent plus my seventy four and a fourth percent chance of winning gives me a hundred twenty three percent chance of winning at you know fight night or whatever. It's just it's super <laughs> numbers <funny>. don't lie. <laughs> numbers don't lie. It's just hilarious. Um. Speaking of WWE, (laughs) I've been, um, I've kind of, one of my favorite things to do clearly on this podcast is create bits um, and to just do bits because I think they're funny. Animal and plant. Animal and plant. Can uh, of clams. Two beef jerky sticks deep in the mystique. Uh, Good one. All that stuff. I said that. I said that one. You did did. say that one. Yeah, I did say that one. Um, I didn't, I need my credit <laughs> pretending to hate the pistachio, like all sorts of things. Uh, I like to, I like to just pretend to be funny. And the other day I was at the Newman center late, like Monday night. Um, we do, we do a holy hour with the people in discipleship or the people who are leading Bible study here. Um, and we do like a, a special holy hour to like intercede for Bible studies that we can like prepare, you know, so like mm-hmm. it's a dedicated time to be in the chapel and like read the scripture that you're going over that week or just say the rosary for your guys, whatever. And so we were there and after it was over, everyone was kind of hanging out and I was, I was just in a great mood. I had great prayer, was really excited for Bible study that week. And so I was kind of bebopping around, like talking about how badly I wanted to do WWE and <laughs> I like picked up a girl, threw her onto the couch, like kept trying to fight people bigger than me. Like, I was like oh, geez. let's do it. <laughs> like looking up online whether or not I could order a giant wrestling mat for my house and you how can much get, you can get a belt. Be. I could get a belt. You could get a, you could get one of the WWE championship belts. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, I'm not to that level yet. I haven't actually won anything. I don't want to be. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So what I did <laughs> when we pass, was, when we pass a half a million, I'll get you a belt. All right, cool. We'll hold it up. <laughs> Half a million in three and a half years. <laughs> no one's done it before. Meteoric, meteoric rise. <laughs> uh, I took a blanket and I kind of like put it over myself and was running around like this. And a guy at our Newman Center named Ray just left. Like his his name is Ray. He need, he just walked out of the building. And I said, I'm Ray the wrestler. And I started like running into people and like jumping over couches and doing flips and stuff. And then I would like go behind the couch and then drop the blanket off of me and stand up. Be like, did you guys hear all that noise? And then I would sit back down, put the blanket back on and keep running around. And it was so – I was like madcap for like 
a minute and 30 seconds, just crazy. And then I pretended like it didn't happen. I was like, what, what was all, do you guys know what, what that was? Like, that was so weird. That's so weird. So, Has anyone seen Ethan and Ray, the wrestler in the same, the room? same room? No. no. <laughs> and so this week I've just been going up to people and be like, have you heard about Ray, the wrestler? And they'll be like, He's Ray. Not. Cause there's a guy named Ray who's there's in the community. And so we're like, yeah, Ray, the wrestler. And he goes, guys, it's not me. Like I didn't do it. <laughs> and so all week I've been trying to like <laughs> convince everybody that that occurrence, like Ray, the wrestler was actually this other guy named Ray. And he knows it wasn't him, but he doesn't know that it was me. And so wait, <laughs> <laughs> this whole week has been me like trying to convince Ray. Like, I wonder who that guy is that everybody's saying was you. I'm like, I'm totally on your side, bro. He goes, thanks, man. It feels really like weird that everybody's accusing me of doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the worst. Uh, that's so. I'm weird. just. I'm having a great time. But I, I mentioned this because I really think the idea. I used to be very anti WWE, but now yeah. I am. Why you laugh? No, just go on. Because I, because I think it, it could be the sport for me. Yeah. I think, I think I was made for it. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? everyone there is a lot bigger than you. So if you were to win, it would be through it would be through street smarts, not yes. through body smarts, mm-hmm. whatever that is. You know, body smarts, body being smarts, big, <laughs> being large. <laughs> what, I'm physically smart, which means I am large. <laughs> you're a slippery. You're a slippery fellow. You're like a rogue. You know, you like uh-huh. slip in and out, and then you like mm-hmm. get them from behind with like a dagger. Yeah, you know, a poison dart. Right. Something. So I just I'm just the guy that hangs from the rafters of of the WWE arena and I just like drop rocks on their head <laughs> because I can't fight them one on one. I watched one WWE before yeah. match before it was an NXT which is like their like it was like it's like their uh, minor league mm-hmm. and one of the plot lines <coughs> oh boy was like do you think they have it like baseball where there's like triple A double A single A and like the plot lines for the single A wrestling is just like. A high school wrestling match. <laughs> like who does I, this? Who's I don't know this? if they have anything before NXT. Okay, anyway. but one of the plot they, they say that NXT is like more action based because it's not as controlled by like the actual company. Right. So um, a lot more violence. It's run by like retired wrestlers. Ah. Uh, so like they they know it and they so they like write the plots and everything. So mm-hmm. um, I, I know barely anything about this, but this one of the one of the plot lines was a girl got really poorly treated. Like she got, um, she got like the short end of the stick as a ref wasn't watching and someone cheated, etc. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so her friend runs out of the green room with a giant stick and just starts <laughs> whipping the girl. <laughs> and the That's ref comes awesome. and tries to stop her yeah. and she just hits the ref and referees <laughs> like crumple. Yeah. Like that's the, they, they're just, they're obviously, they're not, they're jacked. They're, so they're bigger than me, but they like fall over. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it was that's amazing. Yeah, was that's nuts. all that I want. It was hilarious. I, I legitimately like would love at some point in my life to choreograph and then execute my own WWE like <laughs> night at my house. We got this. I'll be over in an hour. <laughs> okay, can't wait. Excited for you to be here. I think we might be in a different way, Glenn. <laughs> what? Um <laughs> what? no. What okay. Uh speaking of I don't know. Mhm. <laughs> Um, I don't know how to transition. Speaking of WWE, we have a hot take time machine from Nick Sharapa. So let's just go into oh, hot take do? time machine. Yeah, we oh, do. Oh, wow. Okay. Hot take time machine. 
Welcome to Hot Take Time Machine. Hot Take Time Machine is the part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take, five years or older, send it to us at info at thecrunchcast.com. And because I teased it, I'll pull up Nick Sharapa's first. Wait, what was the the Patreon post that you made? Did you ever tell me what that was? Yeah, it was a list of all the it was a list of all the things that happened and like what it resulted as like uh, spikes of yeah yeah, yeah. Hold on. So I'll, g- I'll give you I'll give you another example. They, they, some of them were pretty funny. Okay, because I like I remember you starting a story and then not finishing it. And oh, I finished started it. talking yeah, about WWE good. and I got distracted. WWE. Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> um, People say WWE huge... like it's not you can't it's not we're not talking about the forty second president of these United States. We're not talking about WWE. <laughs> we're talking WWE. about wwe www anyway. dot so we were getting four thousand a month before seek 2017 which is cool because we didn't have a lot of episodes uh-huh but then um the business cards worked because in 2017 it went up really high yeah and uh we actually slumped a little bit right after we announced the rebrand so that's of that's course. what yeah but then it went it went right back up and everything's been pretty steady so far but if what you want to read the rest of the post if you want to read the rest of the post go to patreon.com slash the crunch what happened when i went on my dating fast did we go up or down um, when did you start your dating fast? The s- summer of 2018. Summer of 2018. Um, so like May 2018, we dipped in June, and then when you came back, it it went up to the highest it had ever been, and then it like went back and forth from like going up. We 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 teetered between 14 and 12,000 mm. until April of 2019, and then we slumped during the first of 2019. So when I got off the dating fast, yeah, went, when you got off down. the dating fast, it went straight down. Great. It's like it's like Great one news. of the it's uh it's uh when you know it's like oh we can't have him now, so we we <laughs> want him more. Yeah. But then now that yeah. he's now that he's available, now we he's don't on care. the market. Everybody all yeah. of a sudden is really interested in their shoelaces. <laughs> um, go ahead and give me that that hot take from our good friend of the show, Nick Sharapa. So. At Papa Sharapa, a.k.a. this guy, uh-huh. um, he once sent me eight pictures of his face while I was in a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so funny. He he posted a bunch of confessions in August 18th, on August 18th of 2014. Oh, boy. Um, in all caps, I want to be the Prince Charming for a beautiful Tinderella. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My other favorite, Thirst when I work out... Alert. Thirst post alert. Thirst, thirst alert. Thirst, thirst alert. alert. It's okay. It's okay. He got he got Riley, so he's fine. Yeah. Um. Uh. Frick! I just hit myself in the nuts. What? <laughs> Did you think you would get a quality tweet at one twenty-two in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Tough night for Nick Sharapa. <laughs> Tough night for Nick Sharapa. And when I work out, I listen to Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. Thank you, Nick Sharapa. Thank wow. you. Wow, thank you, Nick, Nick Sharapa, everybody. Round of applause round for of Nick Sharapa. If you, you, if you want to be cool like Nick Sharapa, send us a hot take time machine. Info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, do you, have a, do you have a hot take for us? Yeah, I do. But I just want to say, I went back on our reviews for our podcast. Oh, no. Riley way. is one of the first people to like, I think she's the first review that we have on our podcast. Yeah. Riley was like a really big supporter of the crunch. And then I think during our great unfollow fest of 2017, yeah. we unfollowed her. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I think she only recently forgave me for it. Great. Shout out Riley. I mean, she's cool. We like her. She's great. Um, Yeah. I got a, I got a hot take. You know what, what's coming up this week, Pat? Oh, um, come on. This is you Valentine's can do it. Day. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yes, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Phoebe and I are going on an engaged encounter weekend. Technically, it's St. Valentine's Day. Technically, we don't know if St. Valentine actually existed, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It it refers to like three different people. I love the double discourse of people going, it's St. Valentine's Day, and then people going, it's actually St. Valentine probably didn't exist. Probably didn't exist. It's just so funny. (laughs) It's so predictable. Um yeah, this is a great tweet. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've been teasing this tweet I for like know, three weeks. I it better know. be good. It better because be it, good. It like when I read it, it hurts. Like I I actually I almost don't want to say mine last. Because, okay. never mind. Let's say yours first. We just got to say it because we've introduced it. So this is on February fourteenth, twenty fifteen, four twenty eight p.m. So at this point, I've recognized that I'm not going to ha- have a date on Valentine's Day because it's already four thirty in the afternoon, and I have no plans for that evening. Um. <laughs> Here it goes. Happy Valentine's Day to all you single ladies out there. Thank you for being lovely reflections of what beauty really is. Oh, boy. We got a couple of thirsts. Four, 14 <laughs> likes. No retweets. No retweets. Wait, check the likes. Who the liked likes. it? All right, so we got one girl, a couple girls, lots of women. That's uh, good. Yeah, a lot of them aren't following me anymore. The thirst trap worked. The thirst trap worked, but I don't. But know not if for it, long. It didn't bear any fruit. It was not a Venus flytrap. It was more of a <laughs> bear trap with a loose hinge. <laughs> able you, to is escape. that how you? Is that how you try to get your women? You put bear traps out. <laughs> just hope for the best. <laughs> I just want to apologize to everybody who saw that tweet, liked that tweet, just heard me read that tweet. That's probably one of the worst <laughs> things I've ever done. Yeah, that's a very life. like. It's here's the thing. <laughs> E-boys. Thank you for being a reflection of what beauty really is. Golly, dude. <laughs> Valentine's Day is not even that important. Ayo, girl, are you reflecting beauty without me? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an e-boy tweet. That's one of those like that's one of those those memes that's like the four square pictures and the boys like the the boys like, hey girl. If you're never mind, that one's inappropriate. Yeah, I can't say that. that. You all know which one. You all know which yeah. one I'm talking about. Because you're closer to your heart. <laughs> no, don't stop reflecting beauty. You're so cute. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, uh, I've mentioned this meme before, but it's uh-huh. a picture of Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati with like his hand on his chin like this, oh, and he's like no. smiling at the camera. And my our friend our friend captioned it: <laughs> "No, baby, don't commit mortal sin. You're too sexy." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think it should be it should be added to the. I don't know if there's like a list of sins anywhere that they keep in the Vatican Bank or something, but in the secret Vatican archives, <laughs> they need to add. Uh, did you know that we have two listens? I was looking at our our stats all time. Two listens from Vatican City. Pope Wait, Francis, really? Pope Francis has listened to our podcast. Wait, we have two listens all time. That means one for Pope Francis, one for Pope Benedict. Boom, boom. Pope Francis, and Pope Benedict, the boys confirmed. They're boys. We'll go to Lukenbach, Texas, Benedict and Francis and um, the boys. I do think I do think that those listens were Julie Lai when she went to probably because there's a picture on our on our Facebook yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the crunch in front of St. Peter's, which yeah. is great. Uh, I do think it's a sin to be an e-boy. I think uh, <laughs> it's not a sin to be a crunchy boy. It's not a sin to be a crunchy boy. But that's that's the big tweet. That's the big reveal. Um, that's good. I actually don't think Valentine's Day is actually that important hot take um i think uh i think if you really care about women reflecting beauty you should love them and care for them all the time anybody can be <laughs> prince charming one day a one year, day a year. It takes that's a man. why 
it takes to a man to a be a princess every day. It takes a man <laughs> to be a prince charming none of the days of the year. <laughs> Listen, I would consider myself to be wild at heart. Yeah. Yeah. Every every man needs a, a princess to rescue and a, a battle to fight and a a book to I don't know to read. Trash. Give me your hot take, please. I want to hear it. Good morning. It is your boy Ethan. I uh, hope you're enjoying today's episode. Hope you're getting lots of goofs, laughs, gags, um, and other sorts of spiritual edifications from this podcast. I just wanted to hop in and remind you guys real quick that we are only 25 days away from Meat Island Thursday. Now, if you don't know what Meat Island Thursday is, it's an organization slash collective slash commune slash group, a sort of Branch Davidian kind of situation where they all get together and it's nothing like the Branch Davidians. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they all get together <laughs> and they're going to celebrate the, uh, the Meat Island Thursday in between Ash Wednesday and the first Friday of Lent. It's on February 27th, 2020, and there's an official gathering. Good Lord, it's 9.30 a.m. Have mercy on me. Um, There's an official gathering for Meat Island Thursday. Um, It is in Washington, D.C., metro area, and you can register uh, if you click a button on the website on MeatIslandThursday.com. You can also, if you have questions about it, about what it is, um, that I've not sufficiently explained here in this advert, you can send an email to Thursday at gmail.com. Uh, it's a very important feast day. It actually has brought about conversion. It's brought about memes. It's brought about um, good questions about the nature of community fellowship and, of course, above all, meat. Um, now, if you liked the stories that I've told on this podcast about the chicken party and other such endeavors concerning um, that good sweet protein that we get from our friends, uh, the cow and the chicken, um, Please, 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 please consider Meat Island Thursday as a destination for you, February 27th, 2020. Go to MeatIslandThursday.com, check it out, and enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, so this hot take comes from January 15th, 2014. Oh, yeah. I guess I I think I remember tweeting this. I was watching TV. Mm. Um, The Nut Job. Do you remember (laughs) that that movie? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The nut job is, quote, the number one family movie in America. Huh. I didn't know there was only one family movie in America. (laughs) Do you remember the nut job? I do remember the nut job. I looked it up and I I looked it up on Wikipedia and the the first sentence, which is the most important, says the nut job is a 2014 Canadian American South Korean 3D computer (laughs) heist comedy film. Yes. And it stars... Brendan Fraser, Gabriel Iglesias, Jeff Dunham, (laughs) and Maya Rudolph, which is like a cast of washed up, not funny comedians. Yes. Will Arnett's in it. Yeah, Will Arnett's in it. But that's like, hey, we spent a lot of money getting the number one guy. Getting Will Arnett. I feel bad for the Nutjob. Do you remember the Nutjob sequel? Nutty by Nature, of course. That's correct. I I feel bad um, for Red Rover International. Um, for putting a lot of money down on the nut job but <laughs> man it's it's always so interesting to remember like the specific movies that just got hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped and they weren't good and then they were nothing it's like which is the reason why they got hyped and hyped and hyped and hyped yeah um, like do you, I, I don't know gus johnson did a did a youtube video about this like can we just say that it's the number one movie like is that yeah 
legally can we say that? Yeah, is that allowed? Yeah, you just can. You can it's just like, anybody love, could say I love that. Your tweet because it's 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 a favorite genre of yours, which is sticking it to the brands. Like <laughs> you really love to just go after. I loved it. The big the big Red Rover International <laughs> is quaking in their boots at the next tweet from at Catholic Pat. What are they? I'm gonna speaking do? truth to power. Yes, <laughs> that's what this podcast always was. <laughs> But see, here's the thing: you gotta you gotta be as sly as a fox and innocent as doves, right? You gotta learn from the big brands, which is why the Crunch is the number one, uh, the number one comedy podcast for Catholic young adults. Because if you narrow it down small enough, it just becomes true. Because we're the only, <laughs> we're the only young adult comedy podcast for Catholic for Catholic young adults. young adults. That's so unfortunate. It is. People always people always joke about how like every Catholic podcast is the same, which is like it's not really true. But no. if there were more, if there were that's what that's what's called, folks, a genre. Ah. I don't know if you're familiar with this, <laughs> but it's actually okay for like. How come every action movie has guns in it, bro? Yeah, jeez, come Stupid. up with a different shtick, man. Gosh, get literally get a stick, use a stick, <laughs> use a stick <laughs> instead of a gun. <laughs> use a stick. The it's NXT like the action wrestlers had no problem with it. <laughs> so next time, next time you want to dunk on the crunch, don't and submit a hot take time machine instead. Absolutely. What's our topic for today? <laughs> you know, I wanted to. Uh, um, I had a question that came in uh, to the old inbox, but uh, before we get into it, what's our segment called? I don't. I don't like it. I don't want it. <laughs> you have to do it. Okay. I put you on blast on air. You can't. You can't sneak by me. What is happening? What is that? It's your favorite segment with Ethan and Pat. Get ready for crunch on that. That was so good. That Thank was the you. best one you've done. <laughs> that was great. Everybody at home is going, ooh. That was improv too, I promise. You're really? <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you based on the way that you said that. <laughs> uh, it was a last second. Like I had yes. this idea and I was like, maybe, maybe it'll be funny. I uh, I have a question. I don't know if this guy wants me to read his name or not, so I'm just going to default to no. Um, <laughs> well, it's just you, you never know. You can he, just read his first name. I guess so. Uh, it's from Victor. Shout out, Victor. We like. Wow, I Victor. can't believe you just read his name like that. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> you can't do that to me. <laughs> you just walked me in and then. Wow, we just doxed a whole town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I was at I went bowling on Tuesday night because we had a snow day on Wednesday and it was unlimited bowling for eight dollars. But where they really get you is the shoe rental, which is not important. But what I told my friend Johnny was that if I didn't bowl one fifty, that he could shoot me in the head in the parking lot. I bowled a a forty eight. And so (laughs) I walked out into the parking lot ahead of him and I kneeled down in the (laughs) in the parking lot and he almost hit me with his car to atone for my sins. Uh anyway. Do you regularly bowl a one fifty? No, but I'm trying to. Oh, I can. Get so you a, risked your life <laughs> you, yeah. on something that I've never done, done before. <laughs> in a bowling that's like that that's I've like never peak. That's peak movie. Like, oh, I bet I I know I've never I know I've never run in my life before, but I bet if I train for a week, I can beat Usain Bolt. Yeah, because actually, I'm the protagonist. I actually think if I played bowling every day for a week, I could mm-hmm. get a 150 by the end of the week without a question. That's that's true for a lot of things. I feel like if I wrote the letter you just A. I think I think if I drew a circle every day for a week, I think I'd be able to. Yeah, you're right. I did just contradict myself. <laughs> it's true for a lot of things, I guess. Yeah. Regardless, um, question from Victor. <clears throat> question I had 
was about being busy. I'm a full-time college student working 15 to 20 hours a week, a musician who has to practice two hours a day, a life team core member at my church, the Catholic club president, and I'm doing Exodus 90. It feels like I don't have any time or energy to keep it all together. I'd appreciate any advice y'all might have, and I appreciate all y'all do. God bless. Victor. I like how everyone says when they email us that, that we appre- they appreciate all we do, which is nice because it means they don't just appreciate the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't really do much outside of the podcast. All the, uh, the other 167 hours of the week, I sit in my room waiting for Patrick to call me on Google Hangouts. <laughs> and he texts me, hey, you on yet? I'm set up. I have food delivered th- through a hole in my door on a tray. <laughs> I'm imprisoned. I'm imprisoned here in Tulsa. I think it's a great question. Um, Pat, you were in college. I was. Did you ever find yourself uh, being busy? Yeah, so my last semester of college was quite possibly the worst and busiest oh. semester of my life. Hmm. <laughs> it was just, it was so tough. That's so sad. I was an RA, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, I was doing two theses. Remember <laughs> I had to write two 25 page papers over the course. I had, I was in a master's class, but I had to drop it cause I had to write a 15 page paper for that one. So mm-hmm. I was writing two 25 page papers um, and I had to do a ton of research and so I was, but I was also taking a full course load and I also had another part-time job on the side. Yes. And so I essentially had like two jobs and I was a student taking like a double full, like a really full course load. And it was, um, it was nuts. It was a lot of work and like I burned out pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but I kept repeating to myself, you can do, you can do anything, Patrick. You can, it's just, it's going to get done. I, I had this one mantra that I've said on the podcast before. It's like landing a plane. It's going to happen somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully everyone on the inside survives. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best method. It's the, it's the best method. I mean, it hasn't failed me yet. Now, so it must have worked, right? Yeah, but I did. I definitely did have a couple of breakdowns. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I would I would say that like there, there are definitely things that I took on that I shouldn't have. And like once I realized... It was more a matter of like, are my priorities and straight, right? Are my priorities straight, right? Like I didn't need that part-time job. I actually, I definitely could have gone without it, you know, like I could have said, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold off on paying off my car. I'm going to hold off on, on paying down my student loans. I'm just going to focus on school right now and move it, move this to the end. And like, that was something that I could have done, right? Like financially you just have to, you know, know how to determine that for yourself. Um, on top of that, I did have to say no to a lot of things. Like I was in, mm. I was in a household in a club and I mm. couldn't be as involved in that club mm. as I wanted to be. And so like, it was, it was like, it was, I had to, I had to choose not only to not be a part of that group, but like choose which relationships I wanted to maintain the most out of that group because it was going to be harder to maintain all of the relationships. Right. And, uh, yeah. So I would say that not, if you don't want to be busy, a lot of the times it's up to you. Sometimes it's not, but a lot of the times it's up to you. And we have talked about how clubs in college are like the detriment to your sanity. You feel like you have to be involved in a lot of things. I'm going to illustrate my answer to this question with a song. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to tell a little story. When your moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's logistics. Uh, that's the UPS song. Oh. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. This podcast is not sponsored by you. <laughs> if UPS, if anyone from the United Postal Service uh, would like to sponsor us, please give me. Is that what it stands for? United? I, I think, I think it Union? stands for the United Postal States. States? No, I'm kidding. That's, That's the USPS. That okay. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To illustrate my point, I'm going to tell a story. It's about myself, and it's about what I'm going through right now. Uh, so ah. It's a story in progress. You're A f- metaphor. <laughs> I know. I know these well. <laughs> simile. So I... Um, I understand where you're coming from, Victor, and I don't. I don't want this to be a woe is me, but I just want to tell you like the reality. So I am. Uh, I'm a missionary. I'm on campus. Uh, I have lots of responsibilities as a missionary on campus. I have two men that I disciple directly, which requires probably five hours of investment uh, for each of them per week, uh, just based on like one hour very intentional time, and then at least a couple hours spending time with them and, and their groups of friends outside of that. Um, I lead two Bible studies, and that takes you know probably two hours to prepare uh, an hour to lead each study. And then hours outside of that, spending time with those guys in that study or individuals um, outside of that study. Uh, I have a team that I pray with every single day for an hour. I've got meetings. I've got meetings with the priests. I've got meetings with the staff. I've got meetings with the students that are in leadership positions. I have to plan a mission trip, invite people to mission trip. I run a men's group uh, every Thursday morning at 630 AM. Oh, geez. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is great. It's actually bearing a lot of fruit, which is incredible. I bet, but I uh, <laughs> I go to mass every single day. Like, and I understand yeah. it might be hard for you to hear this because, like, oh, Ethan, that's your job. Like, you have to do all these things. You signed up to do those things. That's like what it is to be a missionary, which is true. But I felt extremely overwhelmed recently because it feels like I don't have enough hours in the day to mm-hmm. do everything that I've agreed to do and everything that I want to do. And I imagine this is how you feel too. It's like I've eliminated so much from my life that is distracting. I don't waste a lot of time. Like I don't have access to social media on my phone. I don't have access to social media on my laptop. I don't have access to YouTube, Netflix, any of those things, right? 
I yeah. I will read the news once in the morning and like once at night, and that's about it as far as ways that I could waste my time. And so when it feels like you've done everything you can do realistically, you it, it leaves me at the end. I get home at the end of the day at like 11 o'clock, and I'm like, I have, I have like four more things that I need to do. But yeah. I need to sleep or else I'm going to die. Tomorrow. That's a physiological need. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and so I was talking to this, talking about this with Alexander. And I, again, I really don't want to like complain. Right. I love my job. I love being able to do what I can do. Mm. But he said something very insightful. He said, um, you know, really all you're responsible for is what Jesus is asking you to do in every moment. Yeah. And I was like, dang, that sucks. <laughs> Because it means that all of the ideas of the things that I think that I have to do pretty much fly out the window. And so I don't know. I I hesitate. This is kind of the, the struggle and like living in the tension of being a Christian is that you want to plan for the future, right? You want to do things that set you up for the future, that set you up for success. Um, and it's good and that's very responsible and that should be encouraged and that's a virtue. But at the same time, like you could die tomorrow and, yeah. or the second coming could co- happen tomorrow. And yeah. are you prepared for that? Are you prepared for those things? Um, and I don't think busying ourselves to the point of exhaustion or to the point of stress is, is the answer. And I don't, I don't even know what the answer is for myself right now, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to have freedom amongst my responsibilities because I'd imagine that most people that listen to this podcast feel the same way. Whether you're a missionary, mm-hmm. whether you're an adult with kids, whether you're an adult with no kids, whether you're a student uh, in high school or college, it doesn't matter because everybody feels this way. And even, and I, I'm telling you right, like right now, if you feel guilty because you waste time on social media or YouTube or Netflix or whatever, taking those things away doesn't make there be more hours in the day like, yeah there's still more stuff that has to be done and so uh, uh, pat I don't, I don't i don't know what to do i don't know how <laughs> to mean, give advice i'm stuck. something something practical that i always say to myself at night is tomorrow starts today tomorrow starts tonight is like tomorrow starts tonight because i if i don't prepare for tomorrow right now if i just go to sleep and worry about in the morning my the most valuable parts of my day which is my freshest when i'm in the in the morning right is going to be spent you are very fresh in the morning fresh <laughs> fresh to death fresh remember, to death i remember waking up in your dorm room yeah senior year like what's up everybody let's go you ready to ready to start the day i threw open the curtains and i started singing and birds came in and yeah. they put my pants on you and- had to go to class and i slept till 10 yeah, it was great. That was awesome. <laughs> so, um, usually what what uh what I do is like I make sure that I have everything set up, like my gym bag, my work bag, my lunch, everything is set up so that in the morning I don't have to think about those things. Uh, I have a I have a set morning routine where I move. I know that I'm going to end my day in my living room, and so I move living room, kitchen, setting up breakfast and lunch, and then bedroom. I lay out my stuff, and then in the morning I do the reverse. I start in my bedroom, well, the bathroom, start in the bedroom, kitchen, living room, right? And so part of the, part of the nightly routine too is sitting down and like the first thing I do is I sit down and I plan out tomorrow. Mm. So I just, it's literally just like, I write the hours of the day on a notebook. I have a dedicated notebook for it. I write out the hours of the day and I go, this is what I need to do this hour, this hour, this hour. And so when I get to my office in the morning, I sit down, open the notebook and it's like, it's 10 o'clock and this is what I plan to do at 10 o'clock. You remove all of like the need. A lot, a lot of it is like, it's like you're driving a car. You have to make a ton of different decisions all at once. 
it's you remove the guesswork and you set up like a syllabus for yourself and mm-hmm. it takes away a lot of the need for mental energy mm. right because you're wasting a lot of time not time you're wasting a lot of energy going oh crap what do i need to do next oh yeah like every time you have to force yourself to remember something you're wearing down your willpower and you're wearing down your mental energy and so if you take that away yeah yeah so that's just a that's just a helpful like life hack yeah (laughs) you know life plan plan your day the night before planning who would have thought i think too i mean i'm not a planner i'm i'm like a guy who has a ton of routines and i Mm -hmm. but that's the thing is you build routines and habits so you don't have to plan Mm -hmm. as much i I believe that the answer is is firmly in the middle between uh, spiritual and practical. Yeah. Grace and nature, baby. Uh, who's Victor, grace and nature? What? What'd you <laughs> say? Like you said who's grace, grace and nature? <laughs> <laughs> Whoever that guy is could make a killing in the Catholic world. Right. Uh, Victor, I don't know if you do this. I don't know if it mentioned in the email, but like, dog, if you're not praying for an hour a day, like, what are you doing? Um, which sucks. And I guess that's that's part of Exodus 90, so hopefully you are. Um, yeah. And I don't I don't know what it means to be a musician who has to practice two hours a day. Um, yeah, it sounded like it's his major. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I know that's something that musicians and I have work to do. Too, and I, I guess it might be hard to to pray for an hour a day, but if you don't have time for prayer, at least thirty minutes, then the rest yeah. of your day is going to be insane. Um, the rest of your life is going to be insane. If you don't have the time to recollect yourself, examine your conscience, like ask Jesus for the graces that you need um, in particular situations, like something that I've been doing super intentionally, somebody told me like, or maybe it was the Lord. I don't know. But like, there's so many graces that he wants to give us. We just have to ask for them. Like nobody's asking for the graces that, that he wants to give us. Yeah. Um, and so every night before bed, what I do is I say a prayer. I say, Lord, make this sleep so restful so that I don't have to be groggy in the morning. And every time I do that, I'm not groggy in the morning and I Ooh. wake up. And I, I really think that it's, it's a desire of the Lord's for us to be able to do everything that he sets before us each and every day. But if we don't ask for the grace to be humble, um, to be patient, to be gentle, to be kind, to be disciplined, then we're going to be running around mad, mad, like mad hatters. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be running around like we're NXT wrestlers trying to <laughs> whacking each other, whacking with, each sticks. other with sticks and it's going to be <laughs> chaos. And uh, I wish I could express this in a way that like would convict everybody that prayer is the most important thing, not necessarily being the president of your Catholic club. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, I, I, I love that you're the president of the Catholic club and somebody needs to do it, but you're kind of in charge of the schedule. So you, I think you'd be better off as an organization praying for an hour rather than having a meeting. But that's just me. I know that's super impractical in the long term because there's actually things that need to be planned to get done. And that's my, yeah. my whole my whole struggle my whole life is saying, like, why do we have to actually plan anything? Why can't we just pray? And everyone's like, Ethan, you actually have to plan, play, plan <laughs> stuff. And I say, no. And then I take no. a swig of Bud Light and then I pass out on the couch. <laughs> just one swig of your first Bud Light in a week and you pass out on the couch. My liver. It's not for the Bud Light. It's just I have because the... you've been running around as, as Ray the Wrestler for an hey, hour and a half. Do you know who that was, by the way? I have no idea. Yeah, think, I've just never seen him and Ray. you in the same room. <laughs> Who's Ray? He's he's the wrestler. Ray who? What? 
Get it, Ray? Who? Debra. Okay. <laughs> no, from Rise of Sky. Anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so now I get it. There was no Skywalker in that movie. Why was it called The Rise of Skywalker? Because uh, Kylo, Kylo Skywalker. Oh, I guess. And at the end, she said, "My name's Ray Skywalker." Like she took on the name. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, do you have thoughts on this thing? No, I'm distracted by Star Wars now. I'm just thinking about Star Wars. I'm sorry. No, I do. Okay. Uh, Yeah. There's that old adage of Mother Teresa that's like, pray every... If you're too busy to pray a holy hour every day, pray too. Yeah. (laughs) Which might make some people so mad. Oh, I know. It makes me so mad. But she is so much more important than us. Like, she was so so much more important than we are. Like, it's the things... Mm -hmm. Not listening to Mother Teresa is, like, so dumb. Like, just... (laughs) Let's I just, mean, let's have a whole podcast where we call everybody listening idiots for not praying two hours a day. No, but it's like I think I think what she's I think what she's trying to do, like the clever old lady thing, is like, okay, I'm not too busy. I can pray a holy hour. You know, it's like if you're too busy to even give Jesus one hour, then you're gonna have to give him two because obviously you have a lot of commitments and you need to figure out how to like, yeah, you know. I also think it's a temptation for people who are involved in the church and who love the church and who love the Lord to overextend themselves. Yeah. It would not make sense for me as like, I love the Catholic church. I love the Eucharist. I love Jesus and I love Mary and I love my parents. and I love my wife and my kids. (laughs) I love this nation. God bless America. I love Donald J. Trump. I love this Bud Light. I love Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. And (laughs) patriotism is the highest virtue in the church. We all know this. Thank you, Knights of Columbus. Thank you, Knights of Columbus. Uh, <laughs> I learned that this week, and it was incredibly disappointing to me. The virtue of the fourth degree knights is patriotism. Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't. Why? That's the highest virtue of the highest order of the Knights of Columbus is loving your country. But it wouldn't make any sense for me as a Catholic missionary. To- <laughs> I'm sorry. This is obviously a tangent. <laughs> Go yeah, on. I don't have any thoughts. I don't want to make our Knights of Columbus listeners upset. I don't know. I think they would agree. If you no, I'm just kidding. I don't want to make you mad. Yeah. Um I think it's fine. I think it is what it is. The most things are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense for me as a as a missionary to college students to go and be a core team member at a life team group. Yeah. And I would hope that a youth minister would look at me and say, "Hey, you I would love to have you and you're awesome, but you very clearly are called to do, be doing ministry in another place. Yeah. Um, and so I think especially when you're in college, and this is something that I deal with a lot on campus, like when you're in college, you are only in college for four years. Like it's, unless you're a missionary or you're a church worker, it is weird to come back and minister to college students. It's it's strange. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make any sense because it's just the the whole culture, the whole vibe is just off. Like you can't, People don't graduate from college and then come back and hang out on a college campus, you know? Like, yeah, it's even even when I go back to like hang out with Phoebe, mm-hmm. people like give it's me weird, weird looks. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're like, didn't you graduate? And I'm like, hey, it's nice to see you too, man. Yeah, <laughs> which is for better or for worse. That's just how the culture yeah, is. And it's so how it is. I think that should tell you something, or if if for someone uh, of like, you know, I'm only in college for these four years, these three years. Like, I really need to give my community at the college center the best that I can give. Because I don't I don't believe you can be, like, a good Catholic club president. Um, and I'm just thinking about myself. Like, I had to really drop out of a lot of things in order to really dedicate myself 
to the Newman Center. And maybe not everybody's called to do that, but when I did it, I saw a lot of fruit in my own life and my own mission and like for the community as a whole, mm-hmm. which is probably affecting my opinions on the matter. But I think we all need to take a, a long, hard look and say like, are we actually overextending ourselves in the church or are we just giving God what he's asking of us? Because more often than not, even if it seems like too little, that's a great opportunity to humble ourselves and say, this is probably all I can handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, part of, I think part of it is overextension because you feel like you need to do everything. Yeah. But also I think sometimes you feel like what your just life is like juggling, you know, it's like, oh, I've been doing this forever. So I need to keep doing this. And oh, now I have to do this other thing. So now I have to keep doing that too. And yeah. so you, cause like maybe, I don't know, maybe this particular instance, right. He's maybe in college in the same town as he grew up in. And yeah. so he's helping out as a court team member at his life team in his youth group, which like, is like, oh, I've just done this youth group thing forever. So I'm going to keep doing it. But sometimes you just need, sometimes like seasons end and you have to move on. As Billy Ray Cyrus you know? said in an episode of Hannah Montana, some friends uh-huh. are in your life for a reason. Others for a season. Wow. I've the I've re- wisdom. I've remembered the that wisdom. for a long, long time. And your 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 little fourteen year old heart just goes, "You're right, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray You're Cyrus right. is so correct. Billy Ray Stewart, <laughs> as he was called in the show. Billy Ray Stewart, as you want, as he's called. I think that was an episode where like uh, Emily is that her name? Emily Osment. What was, yeah. What was her name in the show? Lily. Lily. Lily and Hannah. Miley. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Lily and Miley had a falling out. They made up though, obviously. Yeah, because it was it was the reason, not the season. It was friend. the reason, not the season. Yeah. You ever seen the movie Old Yeller? Uh huh. <laughs> Wait, no, I have, but I know about the end. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I well, my teammate Brianna watched it the other day, and she was like, "Did you know that there's a song for the movie Old Yeller?" The last time I saw the movie Old Yeller was when I was in sixth grade. And she yeah. said, did you know there was a song? And I went, here, yeller, come back, yeller, best dog on dog in the West. And I think there's something wrong in my brain that makes me remember <laughs> things that I only saw once when I was 12. Like, there, I was just super, I was a sponge then. And all you I like- absorbed was quotes from Nickelodeon shows and songs about dogs. <laughs> Get shot. Um yeah. Jeez, yeah, it's just you didn't even you didn't even say yeah. I remember that song. You just <laughs> just start screaming it at the top of your lungs. You know, just, uh, it was like it's like a reflex. Like when someone slaps your knee with a hammer, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. I guess stop being busy. I don't know. That's that's the lesson today. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. So I guess maybe to lesson. recap. Maybe to recap, Maybe to like recap. the options when you feel busy are one, like start trying to calendar more, schedule yourself, like get routines for the morning and the evening, really like hammer those down Two, uh, cut stuff out. If you have to, those are the two things, right? It's like you either have to like, you either have to get more organized. And if you're doing literally everything you can, that might mean you have to let something go. Mm-hmm. And if you organize more and you you feel like you can't let anything go, then you just need to trust jesus from moment to moment and say like this yeah this is all that i have and i trust it totally to you and you're gonna take care of it because he does care about the intimate day-to-day stuff like he wants to make sure that you have time to like drive your kids to school and also like make it to the meeting you need to make it to like he cares about those things like he wants yeah and all that stuff sanctifies you yes and so it's an opportunity to invite the lord into every moment which is what discipleship is 
is allowing God to intimately see every single part of your life and not just the parts yeah. that you have all together. And so it's not just a fancy buzzword you get to throw around on Facebook groups. Ooh. Are you upset about Ooh. something? Do you want to talk? I am. I, w- I was going to talk to you about this before the podcast. Oh, yeah. I got, I got dunked on, on a, on a, like by one, one person keeps dunking on me on Facebook. Expose and I'm like, what? Them. I don't know who it is. Expose it's just- them. <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this thing. And, um, and my, on my bulletin uh-huh. and my parish, it's finally getting a, appro- it got approved and it's up there. It's so something, that's big in my mind for evangelization, right? Is a clear path to discipleship. And it's easier, it's easier for like forming intentional disciples has a great model, but it's easier like to just do the focus when build send. Woo! Focus. You know, it's easier to remember. It's really simple to explain. And so on the back of our bulletin now, it has this box that says, Where are you on your faith journey? And it's a quote that says, I need to get back into my faith. I go to church every Sunday, but I want more. And then I want to learn how to share my faith. Uh, so it's three different sections. Nice. And then underneath each quote, it's like, here's what page you can go to in the bulletin. It's to like find a choose your own adventure. You. Yes. <laughs> or you can contact a priest okay. about this. So it's like, it's, it's, it's meant to get people connected that aren't. And I put I it, that. I tried to put it in the most visible place in the bulletin That's because awesome. people put their bullets in face down. Mm-hmm. And so everyone sees the back. Ah. Right. And so I posted, I posted this, on the forming intentional disciples, everyone was like, wow, this is great. Like, this is awesome. Um, here's something you can change. Like, why did you choose this word? Not this word. We had a great discussion on it, but someone was like, nah, that just seems like more of the usual. I was like, what are you talking about? I've literally never seen this done before. Mm -hmm. And they just kept, they were like, we don't need, we don't need a bulletins. We need to invite people into a relationship with Jesus. And I was like, yes. Okay. If you would like to go person to person to all 1000 people that came to mass this weekend, be knock yourself guest. out and also for us it's more like three i think it's actually fifteen thousand. Fifteen. that's how many parishioners 15, we have thousand i think we have i think we, i forget that you're seven churches <laughs> yeah we're seven churches it's a lot of people yeah fifteen thousand. oh yeah let me just let me just i don't know i don't know everyone. if it's 15 yeah <laughs> oh that breaks me so mad like right <laughs> dog i'm on a small 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 college campus there's only four thousand yeah. people here and i have my hands full with like the 200 people that i know we have five priests and 13 masses at six different places so if you want to go through all the pews and say hey do you want to be a relationship with jesus you can knock yourself out But why wouldn't you put something on a bulletins i know i was like well, i don't understand why these things are mutually exclusive and i also got into it with another person oh, yeah. on a different forum oh, yeah. i i I was Blast them. <laughs> because I said I someone was talking about how a priest took away a priest took away their uh, Christmas party and a bunch of kids left the youth group mm-hmm. and I was like they're like what what should I do and I commented I was like hey if you know them well even if you don't like call them into your office and talk to them and be like hey this I know you're upset but like don't leave talk to them and if they if they're really if they really want to leave your youth group because you don't have parties anymore let, let them, them let them leave let them. and people are like oh, that's disgusting that's a horrible it was just one person They're like like we need to we we need to invite them in. again invite them i i joked i was i told i texted ethan i was like if i if i took i took a shot every time they said the word accompaniment oh. and i couldn't find my bed <laughs> i think but yeah it's just oh, it's just buzzword after buzzword yeah. after buzzword it's all it's all do these people read the it's gospel? It's all it is. Like, do they know that Jesus yeah. invites people to something way more enticing than uh, a Christmas party? And yeah. people rejected him all the time. And what did he do? And what did he tell his disciples to do? Shake the dust off your feet. And go. And yeah. keep moving. Like, <clears throat> yeah. when the <clears throat> when the invitation, like, we're, <clears throat> we're proposing the gospel. We're not <laughs> imposing the gospel. So, like, yeah. we when people say no, they're not saying no to us. They're saying no to Jesus. Whether that's, like, yeah. 
as long as we've preached the gospel. I right. think in this case, in this person's case, I think they weren't. They were yeah. they were they were trying to have like a good vibrant youth group. And yeah. that's that's what this whole evangelization bulletin page thing is about. Yeah. It's we don't I I think we don't we have this nebulous understanding of of how many people need to be involved right like mm. what a what a vibrant parish looks like yes. it looks like a lot of different things whether that's a whether that's a bible study or whether that's a fish fry and in our minds fish fry and bible study are equal those things do, those are two completely different same. things who's in whose mind right? are those the same well I, it's just we in someone who's not thinking critically about evangelization which is most which people is most which, is okay, yeah. which is okay which is okay it shouldn't be most church workers but most parishioners but it's it fine be most church workers, but so like though. to the to the regular parishioner right yeah. oh we have such a vibrant youth group they all help with the fish fry dinner they all help with the spaghetti dinner we have a great youth group because that we see them all the time I know that we have a vibrant youth group because I watch them pray once a week. Boom. That's how I know that we have a vibrant youth group. But I also have told them, like, here's where you start. Here's where you finish. Here's what this Here's what this looks like. And so I want to be able to do that for the whole parish. I don't want to keep saying the word disciple to the point where it loses its meaning. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking about this. I said I had the word faith all over the back of that card. Yeah. And we were talking about this in the group. Is like when you say the word faith to someone who doesn't go to church often, they might not know what that word means, even that word, right? We can't use buzzwords because even most, even the most basic word like faith mm. gets blown out of proportion for people. And people are like, what does faith mean? Does it mean a rigid religion? Does it mean a yeah. personal relationship? Yeah. Does it mean like what I believe and personally think? And, or does it mean what the church me- thinks, right? And so we, people who eat, sleep, and breathe Catholicism, we need to understand meeting people where they're at, which is another buzz term. Mm-hmm. What it means is understanding different perspectives than ours and being able to speak to those perspectives. Yes. Right. And so instead of just instead of just coming up in my menchies on Facebook and telling me that I don't know how to evangelize. <laughs> yeah. I, I just I wish. Ooh, like, I don't know. I don't know what community is. I got no idea what that looks like. You don't? I mean, I do, but like, yeah, I was like, orange rose, like, because <laughs> I, <laughs> I think, uh, people talk a lot about, oh, if we have more people at the church, or if we have more people at this event, then we have community. And it's, oh my gosh, this ties into busyness because we does. feel that same way it with does. our personal it lives. Does, it's, exactly. it's all about noise, right? Right. It's, it's all about as long as things are noisy, we're doing it. As long as I'm at the events that the Catholic Center put on, puts on, I'm a part of the community. And yeah. I, I can tell it's you from true. firsthand conversations with people who go to Catholic Center events every single week, they don't feel known. They feel like nobody cares about them. And so it it doesn't matter. I, I think this is what is such a problem is because you have people at the top, whoever's planning the event, they, they put all this work into the event or they put all this work into this thing yeah. that, that is good, right? It's like it is evangelization it's really good. or it's pre-evangelization or it's catechesis. It does whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And it's a good thing. And then they don't see the numbers and, and it frustrates them. And so then they say like, why don't we have more numbers? But then the reality is, is that you have people who go to these things and then go and have conversations outside of the church. And they're talking to people and they're leading Bible studies and conversions are happening in those places, right? In the spaces mm. that are not in the church yeah. building. And I think that's good. Like, I think that's how it's supposed to be, right? I think we're supposed to, like the people who are committed should come and then go. And then maybe the person who has a conversion doesn't come to church right away. Maybe they, yeah. don't, maybe they don't come to mass. They don't, maybe they don't start coming to mass that week. 
Maybe they don't start coming to mass for another five years. Yeah. But that should not be our concern. You mm-hmm. ever think about the parable of the sower, about how the sower is the worst farmer of all time because he's wasting all of his <laughs> seed on crappy ground? That's yeah. Like, that's how... That's how God is, right? He's always offering his grace to everybody regardless of if That's they accept what it or God not. God is. And then that should help. That should be how we are, right? Is like always throwing yeah. out whatever we have. And if people are rejecting it, we shouldn't like lose our minds. Like that that gospel is not about being more strategic with your uh soil. With your seed. Yeah, with your seed. <laughs> it's all about spreading it wherever it wherever it may be because even the rocky ground might eventually turn to fertile soil. You know, like that yeah. and so that and that but that's not up to us to do that. It's up to us to throw the seed. And yeah. so I'm just, I don't know what my point is, but I think that when it comes to the busyness thing and it comes to trying to figure out how to schedule and how to do this and how do I make sure I'm evangelizing while also doing all the things that I need to take care of. If you are living a real life of discipleship and you're always sharing the gospel in everything that you're doing and you're affirming your own identity as a son or daughter of God and you're affirming others mm-hmm. identity and you're at, and calling them to repentance by your actions and by your words and then showing them what a joyful Christian life looks like all the time and everything that you're doing, then you're, then you're doing it. That's all that it is. Yeah. It's nothing more complicated than that. I just wish it was, I just wish everybody, everybody knew that. Evangelization is super easy. Cause it's one of the only things where another divine person does most of the work. That's <laughs> true. Uh, honestly, the bet, the, the thing it's it's the thing about preaching it's the thing about evangelization is the toughest the skill is just learning how to get out of God's way uh-huh. and not overthink it right yeah. like I, I it's funny now that I've worked in professional ministry for a year mm-hmm. like full time for a year yeah. I've become a lot more hardball I think I was softer when I started what does that and mean? I've become a, I've become I've become a, a little bit like more like okay yeah I'm I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat. I become a lot less sugarcoaty and I become a lot more okay with saying, yeah, you're not going to come. Like I was, mm-hmm. <laughs> I talked to this high schooler yeah, and I invited her to come to, uh, I had never met her. She was at this, this volunteer thing we were doing. And I was like, oh, hey, you're, you're in high school. You go to St. Camilla's. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's cool. At the 11 o'clock. She's like, yeah, I was like, we have youth group afterwards. You can come. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll think about it. I was like, no, don't think about it. You can say yes or no. Yeah. She's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go. I was like, cool. all right, cool. I do that all the time. <laughs> and then I walked away. I was like, yeah, don't, don't, don't BS it's, me. Don't say it. Don't say it because you want this conversation to go well. I was like, no, just say yes or no. It's so funny. I'm in the union all the time <laughs> and I'm talking to people and I'm like, hey, we got a nine o'clock mass tonight. Um, do you want to come? And then someone will be like, oh, I don't know. I got a lot of settings here. And I'm like, you can tell me no. Like, it, it's okay. I'm, I'm not going to be sad. I would rather you man up and say yes or no than to be wishy washy and give me a, a fake answer. Like, do you want to come or not? And he's like, no, yeah. I'm not going to come. And then the dude came two weeks later. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I just, whatever. It's not super important. But. <laughs> and then there's also this thing where it's like, we, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you ever heard this before, but it's like, oh, we got it. We got to like, we got to do a lot of pre-evangelization work. You know, it's the, um, we love pre-evangelization because it doesn't challenge anyone. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard. All we all know it throw really a party well. And get snacks. Yeah. And like we, uh, there's this teaching, there's this teaching, uh, maxim like called teach to the middle. Like yeah. you don't teach to the higher kids or the remedial kids. You teach to the middle. I honestly take the opposite approach when it comes to preaching. I just preach to the top. Yeah. I preach to the kid who's going to get it the most. 
because like what I want is I want the kids who are struggling to like see that there's some see, see that there's further to go. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think that they've made it. I don't want anyone to think that they're good, you know. And so like, I I want to make sure that everything challenges people to like move forward, you know. I don't want any of my high schoolers to think that they're good. Quote Patrick Nettie. I don't want any. I, I don't want any of their high school. My high schools think that they're fine. There you go. You know, I don't want them to say I'm fine. I knew what you meant, but I'm gonna take yeah. that out of context and put it on your Facebook forums and tag you, and then like leave, and then watch everybody. And then I'll get, and then watch me get fired. Lose. <laughs> well, maybe not. That I way. want all of my. I want all of my high school students. Dog, to think your that. boss listens to this podcast. Like, I think if you're gonna get fired, it would have happened by now. <laughs> oh man. Wow, good, 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 uh, good evangelization rant that we got. Yeah, got that we out swung of our it systems. right back down. Yeah, but it's so it's so funny. I just I feel like I'm getting stalked by this person every time I talk. Every time I comment on something, she just comes in. She's like, "I don't think you're doing a good job." Think- and it's remi- it reminds me of that Teddy Roosevelt quote. <laughs> okay, you know, it's like the opinion. The only opinion that matters is the man in the arena. You heard of that one? No, I haven't. I've I'll heard, of him, I've heard him say, speak softly and carry a big stick, which seems to be the theme of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, man in the arena. Who is the man in the I don't, arena? I don't know. I don't know how. Um, is he talking about Jimmy Johnson? Uh, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who ta- who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself for a worthy cause, who knows the end of the triumph of high achievement and the worst of failing. But at least if he fails, he fails greatly. Um, so that in his place shall never be the one who's cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. So it's like wow. the people That's outside great. of the arena. Yeah, the people outside of the arena don't matter. It's not their opinion that matters. It's the person who's actually doing yep. the thing. That's right. And so... I would listen to other missionaries so much more than like, I mean, not that people don't have have the right to their opinion, but like, it's, it's just not the same. Some people don't have the right to an opinion on things. Some people don't. We talked about this last week. Social media has tricked people into thinking they have, they should have an opinion on everything. Yeah. But it's why if some you're, people's opinions mean more than other people's opinions because they're in yes. the arena with you and just yeah. not every, Your everybody. Your soul matters. Thinks, everybody thinks that they're in the arena. So it's just. Yeah. Social media expands the arena to make it bigger. Was Teddy um, Roosevelt a Christian? I think so, in the sense that everyone was a Christian back was then. Was he Catholic? Definitely not. Oh, I don't think so. You said definitely, and I was like, and then, uh, uh, well, it's actually, I might have misspoken. You never know. There were a lot of sneaky Catholics back in the old days. Um, Teddy, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt was not a Roman Catholic. What was he? Yeah. Um, probably a Baptist. There's religious affiliations of presidents. Uh, this is just a. What is this organized by? I can't find any. <laughs> Come on, I need this for my podcast. Wikipedia, get it, get get it. Come on. Um, Roosevelt, Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt was a Protestant Christian. Franklin. Oh wait, one. no, of course, of course, he wasn't Catholic because the the first Catholic president was Kennedy. Oh, that was a that was a shortcut to your answer. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh. So yes, if you want, if you want to, uh, if you want to fight me on Facebook, then fight you me. can find me, you can find me facebook.com slash CF. CF. <laughs> I, uh, I, that's a great quote. You should send that to me. I like that quote a lot. I'm gonna think it's pretty it. good. I think I've been thinking about it a lot recently, especially, especially on Facebook yeah. because like 
it's it's not easy to post something that you've been working on on one of these forums. I only do it every so often because there's only certain things that I think I need people's opinions for. And a lot of their opinions are great, right? But then you get people that just comment and they point and they go, you're not doing that right. This is what I would do. Or they don't even say this is what I would do. They just say, you're not doing it right, which is not helpful, you know? And it's funny when I would say like, when I would say like, what would you do instead? They would just throw out like buzzwords or like various, like I would start programs that blah, 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 blah. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. They're like, there's no magic bullet. And I'm like, yeah, no, everyone says that. Thank you for being the 100 millionth person who said there's no magic bullet for evangelization. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You've watched one. But what Bishop, do we actually do? Bishop Barron video. Good job. Yes. <laughs> why, why are we, why are we grumpy? Why are we grumpy old evangelists? We've been doing it for a year. Like for literally a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we need to loosen up. Next week better be a fun episode. Let's have a guest on. Let's have Luke on next week. Luke just texted. Did he really? Me. Yeah, I texted him earlier today and I said, "Hey, can we get on? Can we get on? Uh, can we get on the uh, Catching Foxes now?" And he goes, "You want some of that sweet, sweet ad money, don't you?" And I was like, "Dang it, you're right. That's exactly what I want. You got him. I need that. Can we? It's been three. Hey, we did it all without a feature. You know." We did this without a feature. We did not. We have never gotten a catching foxes bump, and we are where we are without a catching foxes bump. Yeah, we've gotten we've gotten no bumps. We got a life team bump. We got kind of a life team bump, and we got a Roman kind of circus a podcast team. bump. But I don't know if that honestly, counts. honestly, that does count. Okay, have we been on any other podcasts? So we went on we went on the Man Show, and I think we went on the Catholic Man Show, and. Roman Circus, and that's it. Have we been on? The I went on a couple recently. Show? No. Okay. I went on. I went on two other podcasts recently, but they were smaller than ours. Okay. So like, they didn't give us a bump, but they probably gave us a couple new listeners. One of the oh, I forgot to tell you, I went on this play. I went on this show called the Man Show. No, okay. it wasn't called the Man Show. Okay. It's very. It, I, oh my gosh, I forget what it was called. But one of the guys listened, and he he I I got on the I got on the call, and he was like, "Hey man, I listened to your podcast," and I was like, "A Catholic comedy podcast, whatever." And it was actually kind of funny, and oh, I was like, "Yes, that you. matters so much." That's what we like. Yeah, it was. It was. He was a Lutheran. Never didn't have any understanding of our references. That's cool. Of our Catholic culture, but he liked it. So there's another reason to give our podcast to your Protestant friends because they will like us. This is a Protestant friendly podcast. Absolutely. I uh, I got to get going. I got a lot to do today. It's three. Oh, look at you, busy, huh? Central. I know. <laughs> I mean, if only you knew. Um, <laughs> I have a talk to write for tonight at nine o'clock. And I think instead of giving the talk, I'm going to take everybody from the talk and we're just going to go to a bar <laughs> and I'm going to get paid for the talk. Yes. No, it's not. It's, it's for, it's for all the people in discipleship here. So it's like, yeah, I figure you're not getting paid for yeah, it. Yeah. I don't, I get paid. If you look at my hourly rate, I get paid like $2 an hour for what I do, um, <laughs> which is great. I love it. I would love to hear where the people can find us on the internet. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at the Crunchcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram at the Crunchcast as well. If you like what we're doing and you want to donate to the show and you want to get some of that sweet, sweet uh, rewards, you can go to patreon.com slash the crunch, patreon.com slash the crunch. Help me pay for my wedding. Help Ethan uh, live on more than $2 an hour. Help me get to the WWE. Help me get to the WWE. Help wrestler Raymond get to the WWE. <laughs> and if you, you can find me patrick uh you can find patrick at the crunchcast.com ethan at the crunchcast.com or you can follow us on twitter at proposal at catholic pat you know the drill um that's it if you want to follow us on social media you can find us patnevy.com is down 
because I didn't pay my Adobe membership. So Bropostle.com is also down, which is unfortunate. Bropostle.com exists. It I bought exist. it. What? No, I, I paid. It. Wait, you bought it? Yeah. Oh, I thought I, I thought I bought it for you and then transferred it I to you. I pay twelve dollars <laughs> a year, maybe, for that that URL. Bropostle.com. Yes. I uh, I love I love podcasting with you. I love doing this show. I love I love doing the crunch. I just want to say to everybody out there, love you, baby. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? One of these days, I will. I too will be able to beat up a wrestler with a stick <laughs> while wearing tights. <laughs> I was gonna say beat up a female wrestler, but that's just. <laughs> I know that's like that it happens. <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah, I know it's not. It's it's illegal to hit girls, but I feel like I feel like in a WWE, there's no it. there's no rules. There's no rules. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you next week.